0: Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Reducing Yucca in Rangeland. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Jerry Veleski, who's a range and forage specialist based at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Veleski. Hey, thank you, Aaron. Dr. Valeski, the focus of your article was opportunities to reduce the prevalence of yucca in rangeland. Before we dive into some of the management opportunities there are to do that, share with us a little more about yucca plants. What's their physiology? What are characteristics of that plant? What are the things that drive either success or failure for them? And how can we utilize those as we think about management practices?
1: Sure. Well, yucca, or it's sometimes called soapweed, is pretty common in areas of the rangeland in in central and western Nebraska. It's pretty well adapted to a a variety of soil types. So whether it's, you know, sandy soils like we might have in the sand hills or some are are heavy to even clay clay soils, um, you can find it there. It is a perennial and uh, it does reproduce both by seed but probably more commonly it has rhizomatous or in other words, it has underground stems and uh, these underground stems or rhizomes, they do, do not reach out a, a great distance, but they um, you know, can get several feet away from, from the parent plant. And once established, the yucca plants can increase uh, on drier sites. They have a deep uh, taproot that c- aggressively uh, um, competes for water and which of course can limit our grass production. And not only from the use of that soil moisture, just the, the space that these yucca plants can occupy.
0: Dr. Valeski, what are some things that encourage yucca plants to flourish? and What are the characteristics or management practices that seem to
1: create an environment where they do well? Well, with a lot of our problem or weedy species, you know, the grazing management that we practice can certainly, you know, facilitate or encourage some of the yucca plants to get get started but but then again we'll oftentimes see um yucca plants growing in pastures that have been managed quite well so sometimes uh you know we we can't uh, manage our grazing um even if we manage our grazing well i should say we, we 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 can still get these yucca plants to to get started and they oftentimes would um be growing in some of our really drier sites, you know, on some of our hilltops and, you know, slopes that uh, don't store a lot of water as we would like them to see.
0: From a grazing management perspective, when and how do cattle
1: utilize yucca plants? Well, the the cattle grazing can uh, be one, probably the most cost-effective way to try to control some of our yucca, yucca plants and there's been some uh, observations that during the winter months so say from now through to spring um, if we have some winter grazing going on in our pastures with yucca we can see sometimes that cattle will um, graze around the sides of the yucca plants actually push them over and this is going to be a pretty good way to control it now to get these cattle to graze the yucca is not an easy task, and in fact, there's many times where it takes several years or have experienced cows that know how to, um, you know, attack or graze these yucca plants, and and even there'll be some cattle that won't won't ever graze the yucca plants.
0: I think that's a really good point. Uh, having grown up on a ranch in the Sandhills, I did not see the cattle that. My family managed to ever utilize yucca in the winter, but I think that was probably in part because of corn stock grazing and also feeding during the winter. But then I remember the first time I went to a ranch where I was working there and actually seeing mature cows get down on their knees and root out a yucca plant. So grazing of yuccas appears to be, from my perspective, somewhat of a learned behavior. And it maybe you need to go find some cows
1: that know how to graze yucca and have them come teach your cows how to do it. Oh, that's right. Um, and, in, and in fact, I uh, know of an instance where uh, there was a uh, producer in southwest Nebraska that had a pretty good uh, yucca problem on some of his uh, hard ground pastures, but he had a friend in the Sandhills, and one winter he did uh, bring a load of those Sandhills cattle, which had, had some experience in grazing yucca, and then uh, brought them down to his place in southwest Nebraska and and let them graze a, a few months during the winter. And they did have an impact. I mean, they didn't totally clean it up, but it it uh, it, it did make a difference. And you know, maybe after several years of doing that, one can get a pretty good handle on, on the yucca plants.
0: One of the other things I've noticed is when those new yucca plants are just getting started, I mean, not when they're full and they're robust growth, but when they're young and new, actually cattle will graze those as well during the grazing season. At least I've observed them to bite those off so there is an opportunity at some point during the grazing season when that new growth is coming or those new uh, underground shoots are sending up a new plant that that they might get grazed as well
1: well that's right and uh, you know related to that uh, sometimes people have asked about you know a prescribed fire or shredding or chopping the yucca Uh, that doesn't really work but it uh, i mean it will it will kill that initial top growth but they the yucca plants resprout very well, and in this one case, uh, after a prescribed burn, you had the new yucca plants uh, resprouting. And again, like you mentioned, that's a real opportune time for them to be grazed because they will be much more palatable at that stage of growth. Dr. Valeski,
0: one of the other options for producers to utilize if they really feel like they have a problem they need to be aggressive with, in terms of controlling yucca, is some herbicide options. Uh, share with us what's available out there for that. What's the cost of it? How does it work? And what are some things producers should be aware of if they're thinking about this as an option? Sure.
1: Well, um, first of all, yeah, the general uh, broadcast spraying of uh, herbicides is is pretty inexpensive or almost cost prohibitive. But uh, another practice that some people commonly use is to do spot spraying off of a side-by-side or four-wheeler. And there are a number of different herbicides that are all quite effective. Things such as uh, Remedy, Tordon, Valpar, or Cimarron Plus, um, you know, through a spot spraying approach are all all quite effective. The cost for these can be fairly economical as well. For example, uh, Tordon, which is, you know, very effective on the uh, yucca plants, it costs about two two cents per plant, uh, given the recommended dose of uh, one milliliter of the herbicide. Some others, remedy, that's often mixed with uh, diesel fuel, and then, um, you know, pretty much liberally applied to the base of the plant, and again, is also quite effective.
0: I think one thing we do need to remind folks of, when you're using a herbicide like that, you're not only going to kill the yucca plant, but other will have an impact on some non-target forbs, perhaps, and so I just caution folks when you're doing that, recognizing that you may be getting the yucca plant, but any other native forbs that are around that area also will be impacted
1: as well. Yes, that's right. That, that can, uh, you know, be a concern or something that they should be watching out for as well.
0: Anything else on managing yucca plant
1: rangeland that you'd like to highlight as we point towards wrapping this up? Well, no, other than just, um, I think it's a, a good, good management practice to, uh, keep your eye on these areas or sites where you do have, uh, yucca growing. And if, if if those spots or areas are, are getting too much yucca, uh, you know, now may be a good time to think about doing some of these different control uh, options that are out there. Well, thanks again for joining me today. You're welcome.
0: For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article we discussed today is Reducing Yucca in Rangeland.